You know, when I study Torah, I love it when I come across literary echoes in the text. A literary echo is when one verse or an idea is repeated later in the Torah, taking almost the exact phraseology from an earlier verse. For example, last January before COVID, <laughs> we were reading from the book of Exodus, the very first lines. Mayaka Melchadash, there arose a new Pharaoh over Egypt who acted out of fear and began to oppress our ancestors, the Israelites, because robbed Israel, they'd become numerous. And that reality made him fearful, Rav. And in this week's double Torah portion, who caught Balak, that phrase is echoed. In it, Balak, who was the king of the Midianites, he hired Balaam to curse the Israelites who were just passing through. They were no harm to him, but he was afraid because Rav Yisrael, they were great in his presence. And so he wanted to harm them, maybe eradicate them. In each instance, we see an example where a society goes off track because of fear, fear of the other, dread and alarm over the unknown, concern out of that fear that their own role in civilization might be challenged just by the presence of that other who in reality was not overwhelming them or causing them any harm at all. I want us to think about that as we prepare to celebrate 4th of July at a time when many of us are deeply concerned about the direction of this country. Now for my 4th of July, I want to remember that I am grateful to my ancestors for having made their way from Belarus and from Poland arriving with Yiddish on their tongue, almost no English, and even less money in their pockets. And I want to remember their courage to risk being the other in this new land of opportunity. And how, because America was at its best values, they were able to make lives of blessing here for generations to follow. And I stand here because of them. I want this 4th of July to think about the amazing words carved on the Statue of Liberty written by a daughter of Sephardic Jewish immigrants, Emma Lazarus. She said, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. And I appreciate that much of the time, the American dynamic has presented that vision of hope to the world one that is welcoming and not fearful. It is a vision that our Torah at its best embraces, teaching that every human being is created in God's image, that none are to be afraid or to be feared for who they are, but embraced instead for what they can do to help improve all of our world. And yet we know that at times our great American vision becomes clouded when we respond out of fear instead of from the depths of our values. It's the emotion of fear that can cause us to see those who are different from us as frightening 
and not see the humanity and the potential in a person who has different skin color, faith, gender identity, way of dressing, or even political view. Now, as I read this Parsha, I couldn't help but think about that issue of fear. And though he too had his shortcomings and made mistakes, as we're talking about many leaders of the past in our nation's history, I thought of FDR, who in challenging the popular isolationism of his time, working so hard to move America out of its depression, he talked twice in two so famous addresses about overcoming such fear, about not letting it be an idol to be bowed down to and limit American life. He famously said in his first inaugural address, you know the words, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. He goes on, nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into what America should be doing, advance. And in his Four Freedoms Address, his second State of the Union speech, he declared that freedom from fear is an essential human right. In this case, fear from harm. Now I know when we think about the word fear, sometimes we in the Jewish tradition misread it, that term in relationship to the holy. And we think that at times we're supposed to fear God. But there's an important difference in Hebrew. The word we use for being afraid of something, fear of danger, is pachat. It means sudden alarm or dread. But when we talk about that relationship to God, the Hebrew is yirat Hashem, which I believe really is supposed to be translated as asking us to be in awe of the holy, awe of the wonder, awe of the potential, awe of the unfathomable. Our problem in life, Balak's problem and the Pharaoh's problem, is when we act out of pachad, that kind of fear, instead of being guided by the sense of awe or radical amazement, as Heschel put it, that we should see around us and experience God's presence in the world and in life and in each other. And when we do not guarantee freedom from fear or harm out of pachad, our own sense of the irrational fear or hatred, then we know we're not being the America we need to be, nor the Jews we need to be. This is why the declaration today that Black Lives Matter is so important in reminding us that we have to work harder to make real the vision of American freedom for all, because it's a precious part of our population that's living in fear of their very existence, something we have to see now and open our eyes and work for change for all. So as we enter this new year for our country, I pray that we embrace yet again, ah, Yerat Hashem, wonder about all that is possible for us to yet do together and push aside the pachad, that fear that sometimes comes up inside of us. Let us see in every person around us a blessing of hope, and the presence of the holy within them, which is what Judaism teaches at its essence. 
And then as we work together, let us make truly real lives of meaning with liberty for all and true happiness and justice. Can ye ratzon, so may be God's will. Can ye ratzoninu, so may be our will. Shabbat shalom. Happy birthday, America.